Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, including a tailgate tour, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Hello, guys. Wonderfully done. Wonderfully on the ad. I really thought Mello was trying to have a staring contest with me, so I like locked in on him for a little bit. <laughs> I did. I decided to do nothing today, and I think it threw you guys off. It's like, what is he doing? I don't know. You nothing. in the nothing. intro is like Bill Belichick in the NFL draft. Like we're all like sitting, like, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Like, how's he gonna outthink us? And then you don't do anything, and we're like, shit. No, nope, I'm didn't just do sitting it. over here today. We're on to Cincinnati. That's it. Thank you. That's pretty good. <laughs> Great plug, um, Matt. How are we doing? You look very formal today. I yes, uh, today's an ESPN day. You can always tell. Uh, I <laughs> like, right? You never know what I'm wearing. Um, I'm wearing my I'm fanciest of jackets. Is it from Walmart or Kohl's? No, this is Under Armour. Under Armour edition. Where'd you get the it? Jacket today. Definitely. Uh, I got it from. Uh, yeah, no free ads. <laughs> Academy Outdoors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Academy Outdoors, which we love to sponsor. I feel like it's every morning. It's a little bit of a like that's the game. Mellow and Big Country get to play. It's like how will I be dressed this day? Some days it's like long sleeve t shirt, white shoes. Some days it's a complete suit. You just never know. The day you came in with no pants on was weird. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Speaking of no pants, he's not. It's not lying. Yeah, it looked great because of Manscaped. And I've there's news that we cannot break yet, but there are some exciting developments, some new things coming from Manscaped. So in the month of May, make sure you continue to listen to this podcast after the draft, not that we've really covered it this year, but there are some exciting developments from Manscaped, also from the Kansas City Royals, that we can talk about as the summer progresses. So just stay tuned. Wow. I love that. I don't even know what you're talking about. So I'm very excited to be in the loop on this. <laughs> you can all, you will also, you know, I've realized in life that it's sometimes better to just not tell people things and then just be like, oh, hey, by the way, surprise. This Matt, the, you're the king of that. Like, we'll be talking about something in our group chat, totally random. And then all of a sudden, Matt will be like, oh, by the way, so and so like reached out about doing this. Do you guys want to do it? And we're like, yeah, like, why didn't you? Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Why not? I, I just assume you guys are always yes. We are yes people. Melo and I are super yeah. go with the flow. I'm kidding. Mello's for the most flow. part, for the most part, I am. I just like to be are, informed, and I have to prepare are, myself. For sorry, it. I I had something I thought was and funny. And I like to I talk. Keep trying to interrupt you. To say it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. What's funny? Nope. Nothing. No, it's fine. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Um. All right. Speaking of summertime, drafts almost over. We're moving into summertime baseball. My Oakland Athletics are on an 11 game winning streak right now. And I'm probably going to jinx them by saying this, but I didn't jinx them after the 10 game one. I tweeted <laughs> it and, and I was getting a lot of tweets about how I was jinxing them. I don't jinx my own baseball team. Here's the thing. I only jinx teams that I bandwagon. I have not the oh. A's I'm not bandwagoning. So don't bring up Virginia. Okay. Mello. I don't know why you were going to, but 
I mean, I saw you getting some flack on Twitter the other night about like, oh, shit, Paige probably jinxed our win here. And I was kind of nervously watching for all of our ace fans that we have that listen to this podcast or watch it. Did you watch um, that game? I did not. Okay. I, did, not I love that you think we get ace games in Joplin. I guess I just like, I have like every sport, no matter what great region it's in i just make sure i have it that's just how i am also a big Can baseball you tell baseball. me how you do that how do you do that how do i do it <laughs> yeah what what television provider are you using where you can watch every baseball game? I'm not calling. I'm not no, calling no, bullshit. No. I, I legitimately if, want to know. If I can't, if I can't get it on like DirecTV, I look for it on a streaming service, and you can buy the MLB.com like extra packages or extra innings on um what's it called on DirecTV. So we have extra innings. Uh, in our I don't house. like them. So yeah, well that's that's fair. But um the end of that game was mm-hmm. literally the most insane thing. They should have lost. They should have lost. Um. They didn't have any hits and still walked off in that last inning, in extra innings. They had... I didn't even see the ending of it, I guess. They had an error, or the the twins had an error, then they walked a guy, and then they had another error where the guy just, like, airmailed it to first base on, like, an easy out, routine ground ball out, and the A's ended up walking off and winning. So, um, huge shout-out to the twins for just, like, absolutely collapsing to make that happen and for saving my reputation yeah. as an A's fan. But I think, too, the other thing is, like, a lot of people who have been listening to this podcast maybe know I'm an A's fan, but, like, don't realize that, like, that was where I, like, fell in love with sports was, like, watching baseball and A's games. So, mm-hmm. for me, this is, like, super exciting, and we'll definitely get a lot more baseball talk in here because I know you guys want to talk shit and bring up the Royals and certain wild card games, and I don't want to talk about it, but... Oh, I was waiting. I was waiting. You want to talk about the A's? Well, I remember sitting in the third baseline on September 30th, 2014, the greatest <laughs> night of my life, watching Salvador Perez hit a walk-off single against the Oakland A's. There were the Oakland L's that night. And last night, our beloved Wednesday night, our beloved Kansas City Royals, Salvi with another walk-off hit, not against the A's this time. But yes, your A's are red hot, but they started quite shittily. The Royals have just, that's a word. The Royals consistently just good this year. And I'm so here for it. Melo, I know you are as well. Yeah, they did lose their first series of the season, which it was only them and the Dodgers that had been able to do it so far. But uh, they still, that Salvi walked it off last night. It's exciting to see it. I was talking to Big Country about this earlier on radio. It's just cool to be excited about baseball. And then even after last year, you know, watching baseball, but it just didn't feel the same. This year, it it does. It feels different. So it's really cool uh, to watch it again. And just to casually be like, you know what? I'm going to turn on TV, and I bet I can find a baseball game somewhere. It might have to be illegally streamed through Reddit, but I can find a baseball game somewhere. And uh, hint, hint, there's an option for you listeners out there. If you struggle to find games like we do, there's always a streaming service for it. Tweet it out. You'll find one. Yeah, I do I, want to – I know we don't have time for it today, but I want to do a deep dive on how the Boston Red Sox are good this year because it doesn't make sense to me. But You can do a deeper dive on how the Yankees are bad. Well, that's Yankees just karma April. and the universe being like, hey, sorry for 2020. We're going to fix some things in 2021. <laughs> We're going to balance out the suck. world. 
Yep. <laughs> Somebody, it's, it's so funny. Actually, a Yankees fan that I work with tried to talk shit about the um, A's Coliseum, and somebody who's not an A's fan like came to the defense of the Coliseum who'd been there, and they were like talking shit, and he's never been to the Coliseum. So, like, it, it, yes, it's notoriously not a great place, but you don't get to talk <laughs> shit unless you've been there for a game. So, you guys are going to have to come out this summer, hang out with Kath, well, and we're going to go to an A's game. I feel like, and I've been to Oakland a couple times. It is a pretty safe bet to crap on stadiums in Oakland. Like, probably yeah, a safe but bet. in terms of environment and like people actually caring, like a lot of baseball, I feel like is in like big cities. I mean, Oakland's still a big city, but in like fancy cities, you would say, I think like it's a lot about like, it's a lot about like just going and being there and like the A's fans like actually care about the team, like diehards. They're like, they're crazy. They'll be nice to you. It's really a fun place. Oakland Raiders are a little different. So it's, and they also did play in the same place. Um, but I think the experience, the cheap beer, the um, ability to move down later in the game, because your seats, maybe you paid for in the bleachers, but you can move down because there's space. Cause they don't sell out. There's a lot of positives about going. So I don't want people to shit on them yet, but I was going to say earlier um, is that I do think I've seen like a lot more people be excited about baseball earlier this year than ever just because like the idea of like being back and being able to go, have you guys been to a Royals game yet? No, nope. I, I just have one quick thing. Yes. I say this as a Royals fan where you used to be able to buy the cheap seats and move down. They've really security has really stopped that. So I understand that my own team has the same issue. Wouldn't you say it's a hallmark of a bad situation that those seats are open and you can move down. Like I, I know it's a positive for us is we want to save money, but like if your team was good, like you can't do that at Yankee Stadium or you can't do that at Fenway. No, like they're always sold out. You can't do that at Wrigley. But I think you have to like keep it in perspective. Like the A's are always going to be the A's. They're always going to be cheap. They're always not going to sell out. And when they do sell out, it's insane. They're, the product is there. It's not like not having good teams because the A's have had good teams. That's not it. Absolutely. Right. It's just like the consistency of winning. And I think, too, the A's are trying to build a smaller, more like intimate ballpark that will change those things that's a good idea well, yeah that um, seems massive but i've also yeah, seen that is yeah, a very good idea yeah but i've also seen like so many renderings of the a's ballpark that at this point i'm just like when it's built i will come build it and they will come um i will be excited about a new <laughs> <Good> dreams <laughs> yeah i'll be excited about a new stadium when i actually see it but you know who's not i excited? think a lot of the thing with like the coliseum oh, came from the raiders yeah. But like the, I think Al so. Davis being like, oh, God, our stadium sucks. We want it out of here. I've never been to the Coliseum either. I assumed it was shitty just based off what I've heard. I mean, it is. There are like gross parts of it. Don't get me wrong. But like the atmosphere is is amazing. And also maybe I'm just biased because I grew up going to baseball games there. But like you can't. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I'm just going to keep quoting movies. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Like, no matter what the situation is. All right, we need to move on to football. I need to stop. All right. Um, you got any one-liners for this? You play uh, to win the game? Yeah, Matt's boyfriend, um, Tom Brady, is, like, super is like super upset about the jersey number change. I think he doesn't understand, like, the whole concept of it. Like, did you guys see his, like... I think he understands it. He's Tom Brady. I don't Maybe know, though. <laughs> well, because what he said was, like... I don't understand don't... why he's so mad. Yeah, he, like, screenshot and it was, like, you don't know who to block, but I still think there's, like... I don't know. I don't think it applied to what I he's... think he's wrong. I mean, I, they do all... Think of all the film study that 
NFL players do. I understand he, his sentiment is that like the Mike linebacker is not in a 40s or 50s number anymore. But like you did just fine when they allowed them to wear 40 numbers, right? Like Miles Jack was 44. You still know he's the middle linebacker. You still work your protection off of him. I can understand that being a little confusing. I don't know that he's giving his offensive lineman enough credit for yeah. the fact that they're going to do film study and be like, okay, the defensive end is now number 41 instead of 91. I just got to block that guy. So, and especially like everybody's right. in like zone blocks anymore where you just block the first guy. It is not, I don't feel like it's as like numbers based anymore. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I mean, I don't, I think that Tom Brady is just now an old man. He's 43 years old. You know, he's like, I don't like change. This isn't fun. Get off my lawn. Get off I my like lawn. I was like, wow, this gives me 40s. huge Matt vibes. Huge Matt vibes. <laughs> I actually love the number change. I love the rule change because I, I do. Now, when college football was like, they're going to let people wear zero. I hated that. I came around on it, but I hated it at first. Like to me, zero is not a number. It's a placeholder. So, um, but now, the NFL is not allowing that, right? It's they're one not. through. Yeah. I wish they would do zero. I don't understand why you wouldn't. You know what I wish? I wish Charles Woodson were still in the NFL so he could wear two. That's the one I find myself wishing because everybody's like, who do you want to see change numbers? I'm like Charles Woodson. <laughs> yeah, he rocked that 24 and it was pretty clean though. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got. I just like, I, I don't just... care if Leonard Fournette wears seven, you know, like, it doesn't matter to me. Fair. I think the most intriguing like storyline with the whole number thing is, is that a lot of these veterans want to change their number. And the rule is, and I saw the NFL come out and say this, that if a guy wants to change his number for this upcoming season, he is going to have to buy the inventory of all the jerseys that are out there, and then he can change his number. Or you can wait until 2022 wait, and what? just change your number. That's yeah. how the rule works. I mean, I can remember talking about They have to buy the homes. inventory of their – Yep. So but I talked to Patrick after it. his rookie year, and it was like, are you going to change your number back to five? And he was like, dude, you know how expensive that is? And he was like, also, like, I know a lot of people bought my jersey after I was drafted. I don't want to do that to them. I don't want to change my number. Like that's probably not a good way to build, you know, goodwill with the fan base, but no, Melo's right. Like Nike and the NFL will make you buy all the unpurchased jerseys in that number. So like, if I don't know, trying to think of a popular non-quarterback, well, you know, if no, here's question, one do they uh, make... in the NBA, it's the same thing do... because yes. when Anthony Davis right. signed with the Lakers and LeBron was like, no, it's cool. I'll give you 23. No problem. Uh, but then they realized, wait, we're going to have to buy all of these jerseys that are in circulation. By the way, LeBron sells a lot of jerseys. That would have yeah. cost them a lot of money. So they're like, nah, yeah. it's cool. I'll wear three. And yeah, so that's the rule. I don't know if it's a Nike thing or if both leagues just agree on it, but it's not so easy as, oh, just change your number. I think, I think that's annoying. So like they don't make NFL teams pay for jerseys when they trade a player or NBA teams when they trade guys and that jersey's like irrelevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's really smart by the yeah. NFL, though, because like, if you do have a guy like Derrick Henry's been a popular one who like if he changes yeah. his number to two, if you're a Derrick Henry fan, you're buying a new jersey. You're going out there and you're getting his new number in his new jersey. So jersey sales are going to be through the roof for the NFL. I think it is really smart. I do wonder what are you going to do if you have two veterans on the same team who want the same number? How are you choosing that one? Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, that's what the NFL call does it, everything. That, right? That's how we do everything now. <laughs> do you guys call it rock, paper, scissors? Because some people call it like scissor, yep. paper, rock or something like that. And it drives me absolutely Some yep. people call it Rochambeau. Or yeah. paper, rock, scissors. Paper, rock, scissors. No, no it's, it's rock, paper, rock, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Do we all agree on that? I think so. For the first time ever on this podcast, all three of us are in agreement. <laughs> I, this might is change huge. My, I might change my <laughs> answer. 
just to be a pain. Um, speaking of you being a pain, what did you tweet earlier about smartest QBs in this draft class? Yeah, so this is the time of year where I'm trying to like get interesting information, you know, whether it's to share on Twitter or TV or on my wonderful podcast with you guys. And so the thing I've been doing over the past probably seven days is tweeting uh, scouts and coaches and just saying, hey, who was your best interview? Who's the best interview you did all draft season? Because I think that's like kind of a fun topic, right? And among the quarterbacks, because that's where I went first, the three quarterbacks that I got back most often, number one by a landslide was Mac Jones from Alabama. Number two was Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Number three, Sam Ellinger from Texas. Now, a lot of people are calling me a homer today because I put Sam Ellinger there. But I want to point out that Bruce Feldman, who does a great job with The Athletic and Fox, replied to my tweet and was like, I've heard the exact same thing. So before anybody jumps on me and after I tweeted it, I had a quarterback coach from an NFC team was like, don't add my name to the list, but this is exactly the order I would put them in. And I've talked to all of them. So like Trey Lance is interviewing exceptionally well, which I think is very impressive for, you know, a 20 year old young man who played one year of college football for him to be, you know, not only like mature and, you know, responsible, but also to be able to handle all they're throwing at him from a whiteboard perspective, you know, of, Hey, what is there? We're going to show you your bad film. What happened? Taking accountability. I think, you know, Trey is interviewing exceptionally well. And I, I was telling Mello this, I think this week, I don't know, time doesn't matter to me right now that what I've heard back from teams is that here's what one coach said about Mac Jones. He's like, he is the rain man of quarterback prospects. Like we have showed him things months ago. And then when we re-meet with him, because these are all Zoom meetings, we'll meet with him again and be like, hey, do you remember that? And he has perfect recall. So it's like maybe a photographic memory, I don't know. But it's just basically he, as I tweeted, one person I talked to said he might be the smartest quarterback prospect they had ever evaluated. Do you, does that change your opinion of what no. the 49ers gave up? Okay, to get him, I was just curious. No, I mean, because we knew that, right? And so, like, you already knew he was really, you knew he was really smart. To hear that he's really, really smart doesn't really change that. Yeah. And I think it does show in his play. Like, he's a quick processor. He's very smart. And I can't remember who said this, damn it. Uh, I think I read it today, was that when Alabama, when Tua got hurt, they actually opened the offense up more for Mac Jones. It's like that said a, a lot about how much they trusted him. So, and I know that's something that Dan Orlovsky has said in, in some of our production meetings is like, this offense changed for the better with Mac Jones, even though they lost some games down the stretch, like the offense actually got more complex. 49er fans are going to eat that up because their thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo. They are They will be very receptive to it. Well, receptive I to tweeted anything. it, Paige. They're not eating it up. They're throwing it up. No, 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 no. The, got- no, no, no. I meant your point. I meant your point of like that he opened up the offense because the knock on Jimmy is that we're limited to doing certain things because of his abilities and his skill set. I- so I think maybe that'll be a positive yeah. in the right direction. I don't know. I'm trying to be more positive. Okay. He, no, here's the thing about your fan base is that <laughs> I tweeted this out with a lot of context and these are positives for Mac Jones. And Niner fans are in my mentions to the point that I've had to close Twitter today. I'll show you my laptop because what they're saying is, oh, a smart person doesn't get a DUI. Niner fans are so unreceptive to the idea that Mac Jones will be their quarterback. I, I truly don't know how people are going to handle this. Like how, there will be some grieving if the 49ers, and I believe they will, if they draft Mac Jones. Obviously, I think they will because you guys clipped out part of a quote of me saying I would donate a thousand dollars to charity. 
That was the full was quote. Not the full quote. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, what, what was missing? I mean, there from the is quote? an archive of this show. Me saying that I wanted something in return if I was right. God damn it! No, you didn't. There was no part in that that said Hello? you wanted some. There was so. nothing. I think I think he said he wanted something in return. He in in what way? I said that we should if make Melon monetarily. <laughs> it was my yeah, idea. No, I said that I would donate to your charity because it was my idea to make it fun. So we'll clarify. That was mm-hmm. the point. I kind of just it, tune out when you guys talk, and then it's like, oh, I should say <laughs> something smart, right? Okay, well, let's I mean, clarify now. Matt didn't want anything. This was my idea, and we'll have producer Matt no, clip I'll this do out. It. I'll still do it. I just want. Here's what I would love. I run a foundation that buys coats for needy children. We also buy school supplies. A lot of other things. If Mac Jones is picked at number three overall, I want every Niner fan who's been trolling me for three months to donate three dollars to my charity. That's all I want. I'll be happy. Did you like mute me Not from on you, Twitter? Page. No. Did you, no, did you mute me on Twitter because I literally no. tweeted that out? I quote tweeted ours. I told you a I'm minute not on after Twitter it was because your fan base is so intolerable right now. My, did you mute me there. though? Did you mute me because I quote tweeted Maybe. our tweet <laughs> and it says. If you trolled Matt about this, you should donate to his charity. And I tagged. I did, did not see that. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. And this is somebody finding you. out live in real time. They've been muted they've or been blocked muted. on Twitter. <laughs> right. I cannot believe you have me muted for one. Um, wait. wait. Go find it. It's literally not that hard because I've been keeping my tweets to a minimum lately. Um, it is legitimately on there. See, you're not muted. Because you unmuted me before you showed me. Did you no, see I the didn't. tweet? Yeah, right. He, he was like, hold on, part. let me show you. He's like, turn it off. Yeah, wow. Okay. So okay. now we know. I see it now. Oh, I'm sorry. Five people retweeted it. I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm sorry. I'll retweet it right now. And I, I yeah, I, I was trying my best to be supportive of you. Love you, Paige. Sorry. This is what I deal with you guys. Anyway. Now in real time, everyone is seeing what I deal with. I'm just trying to be positive. Donate to charity. That was my point is we're donating to charity. Let's make it fun. Let's the negative energy from 49ers Twitter, let's turn it into something positive and give money to a 49ers charity or to the kids that need coats that Matt helps. And I will. $1,000. I would love to find like an environmental charity in Northern California, maybe sponsor some Redwoods or something. I'll do it. I might do it anyway. Just because well, I know some Niner pretty cool teachers suck. out that way that could probably use a little help. Actually, in the classroom. I would we give love it giving to teachers. Absolutely. We love giving to teachers. I know plenty of teachers here in the yes. Bay Area, so we can figure it out. Um, I and if Niner fans want to do that, let's do that. Okay, so I'm going to eat a little bit of crow because so I didn't read your tweet about the smartest QBs, and I thought it was just us picking who we think would be the smartest. So I'm going to list some people I thought would be the smartest. <laughs> Am I muted? Am I blocked? Do you not follow me on Twitter anymore? <laughs> you see what I have to deal with? I was wondering why Paige had a list in here <laughs> as well. Like, did she have sources? <laughs> like, oh, does, does she what? have some inside info? <laughs> what if That's I became cool. an NFL oh, insider sorry. and just like, pre- actually, I can pretend like everybody hey, else does? I, I was going to say, it's not that hard. You just throw a lot of shit up against the wall and see what sticks, and then people follow you. And you get a blue check mark okay well so (laughs) all right we are gonna take a break to make some money and then after we are coming back and ranking the top um cfb uniforms all right welcome back guys we um talked about this on the last show that we decided that we were going to do best college football uniforms because i think matt what did you say that i was so upset about the love michigan uniforms uh they said they're the best uniforms in college football which i just think history horrible take 
So we're gonna well, rank. So you know our, where mine is. We're gonna we'll and start with does. Matt. We'll start with Matt, and you can rank your top five, and we'll go. Wait, is Mello frozen or not moving? Nope. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> he did that to me when you logged on. He literally was like, uh, I can't, he was mouthing, "I can't hear you. I can't hear I you." And hate I hate him <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh man. Mm. Anyway, Matt, I was listening your, intently. Yeah, you were making staring contest. Matt, your top five best college football uniforms in history. In history, yes. So let's start this with what I said last week or last episode. Michigan, that is the best helmet. I think it is the best uniform. They, they've they actually gotten better with the Jordan Jumpman stuff. I think it's just taken that branch to the next level. So I love that it's iconic and traditional, but somewhat modern and new. Love it. And I'm not a huge fan of like maize and what is it? Maize and blue? I don't know. I'm color blue, it's navy. Yeah. So navy. anyway, I love the color navy, but I think they're the best uniforms because like the great thing about Michigan is, and you'll probably notice this about my list. When you see that helmet, you know, that school, there's no like, wait, what is it? Or like you see that Jersey, you know, that school, like it is so well-branded. So Michigan's number one, number two for me, is the Texas all whites. That is the cleanest road uniform ever. Like it is so, so good. Vince young and the Texas all whites. That's how a football player is supposed to look like that is just badass. It's like emotional for me. It's my favorite. It is my favorite uniform. Michigan's are just better. Uh, number three, again, iconic Notre Dame. My only gripe, the helmets and the pants don't match. If we could yep. somehow make that happen, they would probably move up on the list. But like the you guys know you're at the senior bowl. It doesn't match. You, can, it doesn't. you should look at their up. pants no, are I, a terrible gold color too. Yeah. It's like a mustardy gold. Um, again, colorblind. I don't know if that's true, but at the senior bowl, what is the one helmet that you automatically see on the field? Notre oh, Dame. Yeah. Those motherfuckers shine. So if it's like a little bit helmet. rainy too, and you get the lights reflecting off that helmet, I, you get like a glare off the Notre Dame helmets. That's a religious moment. Mm-hmm. Like just perfect ooh, for Notre Dame. Notre Dame, by the way, you two have to go very soon. I would love to go with you. Number yes. four, Penn State. Keep it simple, right? White helmet, dark blue jersey, white pants. It looks amazing. When they do the white out, it's great. Uh, chill moment right there. And then five, Alabama. I am a sucker for the number on the helmet for one reason, scouting. Thank you. Because so yeah. many of these schools put numbers and names on the back. You can't fucking read. Like Miami, they do the shoulder cap stuff. Or when Ohio State does the black numbers, I can't read it. So Alabama, thank you. Maroon helmet, white number. Easy. It's just the best thing ever. Penn State doesn't do names on the back of their uniforms, right? They still have that right tradition. It did with O'Brien. Bill O'Brien brought it back, which I thought was cool. I he even said, like, these players stuck around with this program. They deserve to be recognized. We're putting their numbers – or sorry, the names on the back of their jersey. I did think it was cool. And apparently Notre Dame does it for bowl games. I didn't know that until this year. Yeah. They'll throw the numbers on there for the bowl game. Didn't know. Never realized it. Very cool. All right, Mello. Good list, Matt. Not nothing Thank you. too uh, crazy. Mello, for mine, yours. I left off the obvious ones. Uh, I looked at your guys' list and you guys had a lot of the same ones. So I went in a different direction. Number one, though, is clear and obvious. Uh, my alma mater right there. <laughs> Pitt State. I don't care. Screw it. Throw them on the list. I, love I hope he does like a ding. Their yeah. <laughs> uniforms. I love the helmet. Uh, it's a weird color scheme that they can make look great. Number one for me. Uh, it's like the McDonald's color scheme. Yeah, I was just going to say. Because yeah. we play It makes fast. me want. <laughs> right. Because convenient. <laughs> Great when you're hungover. 
Everyone knows it. Yeah, it's great. And also, they're the best mascot with the gorillas. Definitely not some shitty lion from some other school. Uh, Number two on my list is Michigan. I do. (laughs) I'm going with Michigan. Uh, The helmets. The helmets are the one. And for all the same reasons Matt said, I do. Uh, Charles Woodson, I think, wearing the number two at Michigan was probably the best any college player looked. Over Vince Young, over Texas, who I actually left off my list. Number three, Army. What they do for their uniforms every year is lights out. It's fantastic. Or even if it's just a regular game, uh, those uniforms, so simple with the West Point written on the the back of it. Beautiful uniforms. One of my favorites. Uh, And two more that are just kind of traditional, but kind of get overlooked, I think. Uh, I like Georgia. I like the the logo on the side of the helmet. I like the red. I like the gray pants. And Ohio State, that Buckeye, you talk about like recognition yes. in the helmet sticker. I am a sucker for a helmet sticker still so to this day. But they're the so only school the that does season. it well. Yeah, Sorry. like even like Georgia tries it, but the bone on the back is so small. Uh, with Ohio State filling up that helmet with a Buckeye is pretty cool. One of the best things in college football. Um, that's hilarious you say that because my mom legitimately hates that. She's like, it's, about, it's like sticker? a team thing. Yeah, she does not like the helmet sticker. It's like one of her I biggest pet peeves. Oh, is, I love it. Is that. Um, so I went traditional and started number one on my list is Notre Dame. Like you said, the recognition. I just think they're classic. I also think they have really cool like alternative uniforms that are like a like an olive green color that are pretty cool. Um, the jerseys. Yeah. 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 So I went Notre Dame first and then I went number two. I picked Miami just because I love that color scheme. And I just think it's cool with the U and the fact that like you can do this and it makes the U. So, um, and then number three went back to tradition, Alabama. Those are super iconic. Um, and then I put Texas on my list. You guys, I love the burnt orange. Out of a favor or? No, I actually really like burnt orange. That's a favor. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to bring positive vibes again. Exactly. Like, Here I go. If I may. I don't think it's possible for a female to look unattractive in burnt orange. orange. That is a fact. It could like, be a heavy bias from the two gentlemen on this podcast. Right. I don't know but, though. A burnt, a burnt orange sundress in the fall. That's it. That's the okay. Tweet. <laughs> Good to keep in mind, Kristen. Um, yeah. And then, and if you get the cowboy boots that have like the longhorn on the the shaft, oh, you know, like the orange yes. ones with the white. So where is it located? They have those. On the shaft. Yeah, I hate you. What did you say? But if you get your manscape trimmer and then on the shaft, that's what I said. <laughs> and the shin on the shaft. That's what it, the boot shaft was called. I know. Yeah, I just couldn't hear you. Right. Okay. Uh, um, they actually make those cowboy boots with like college logos on them. And I love it. I want the Arizona ones really, really badly because cowboy boots are super in in Arizona. Anyway, um, my last one, I went a little. Were they ever not? <laughs> what? In Arizona? Like, like where was, Tombstone is? Yeah, I bet the cowboy boots are in. Cowboy That's, boots I'm are in saying, everywhere I, in Arizona. They've I made guess. their way to Scottsdale. Yeah, duh. They just have to be um, like Lucchese, you know, like that. It cost $1,000 and be from like an ostrich who only gave birth one time in its life. A vegan ostrich, you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> what's, the, what's that fucking ostrich's name? I'm Wait. not putting him on my foot unless you tell me. It's so funny that you say that before I, I, I'm going to give my last one and then I'll make a joke that just um, kind of came up. Um, I met this guy in Scottsdale and 
he was telling me about his like vegan jerky business. So the fact that you said it needed to be vegan from Scottsdale just like really made me laugh. Anyway, so my last one is North Dakota State. Um, I just think they have really cool uniforms. I like the the like stuff on the helmet. I think it's pretty dope. I think the color scheme is pretty cool. What happened to you, Matt? Are you like in a different uh, dimension? My phone is ringing nonstop. Oh, okay. Is that what was shaking? Wait, that was shaking yep. your mm-hmm. screen. Yep, everything. All right. Well, those are our rankings. Um, we'll be back with some paging two guys questions after this. All right, guys, we're back. <laughs> and as always, let's end the show right with paging two guys. You can leave those questions for us at any time. Peek behind the curtain. What we usually do is when the show's ready and we want to record, we don't plug those in. I do a quick search of that hashtag. So if you've left us any questions, we'll get them in here. And as always, if you have any just the tip questions, as we do again this week, you can put them in a DM. If it's not something that you want put out there, I'll leave your name off. Uh, you can slide in my DMs with those and we will get them on the show as soon as I see them. Yeah, we'll start with a paging two guys question. Um, Nathan Carnahan. I hope I names are so hard. Names are tough um, from a potential amount of draftable day one starters in each position, which position is the deepest and which position is the thinnest guys? Uh, I'll go. Okay. I think it is the deepest position in terms of draftable day one starters is probably offensive tackle. I know a lot of people are going to say wide receiver, but I think a lot of the receivers are like a wide receiver three, a wide receiver four. They're going to be kind of slot mostly players so i think offensive tackle is an incredibly deep group we'll see starters come out of the second and third round this year um and not surprise starters like good players the thinnest position is without a doubt defensive tackle this is the worst defensive tackle group i have ever seen and that's not i'm not throwing shade at christian barmore or anzarike or davian nixon i like those players it is still the worst defensive tackle group i've ever seen that's surprising i mean that's we've had some bad d-line classes but i do agree with you uh there's i mean there's really there's nobody that stands out as a first round guy i know that some of the guys you mentioned it's like oh they could probably slip into the first round as the defensive line but there's nobody that really stands out as like this guy will be a top 10 pick or this guy will be even a first rounder for me i'll go different positions i really like the edge class after you know starting this draft process and thinking We don't have any good edge prospects. And now it's the one position where I really feel like you can't get a consensus on. There's nobody that's like, oh, obviously this is edge one. This is the second best guy. Everybody's kind of up and down on the board. And I I think that there are probably seven or eight guys that you could put in your top five and nobody would look at you funny for doing it. And that's just how deep this class is. I think you can get a lot of round one, round two guys that are going to be productive. As always with the NFL draft, I think the depth at this position might push it down the board because you can get really good guys in the second round at edge. And as far as weakest goes, uh, this running back class, I think is terrible. After I think there there are three good running backs in this class. And then after that, I don't know if there's a guy that can play in the league. Honestly, I love Najee Harris. I like ETN and I like Williams from North Carolina. And then after that, I don't know if any of these guys are going to stick around and have a nice long NFL career. I like Michael Carter, North Carolina. And then mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of like gadget guys who are probably like Kenneth Gainwell. Like, what is he? Right. He opted out last year. And when we last saw him, he had Antonio Gibson with him. So like, what, what is he, you know? Um, or like Jarrett Patterson, he's really small. Trey Sermon oh, can't yeah. stay healthy. Ramad Jerry Stevenson is, I mean, he was good at the end of the year. Uh, he was <laughs> a fullback. non-existent at the beginning. Right. So 
I, I'm with you on running back. I think the edge group, you're, you're on to something there because there's not a consensus. And that's what's going to make a week from right now really fun because a player like Carlos Basham, who I have as a second rounder, could be a late first round pick. And it's because of scheme fit. And a guy like Aziz Ojolari, who I know, Melo, you really like, could be a second round pick because of scheme fit. Yep. Or we can see Chris Rump from Duke go really early because of scheme fit. So the, the edge class has almost become like, well, first, what defense do you run? And then we have to look at your rankings for that, you know, because it, it almost needs to go back to when I first got into this, there were four, three defensive ends and there were three, four outside linebackers. And they were you, you kind of rated them differently. Maybe that's what we need to do next year. Yeah, I was going to go wide receiver for the deepest, just in the sense of like day one starters in the sense that also like I think we're going to see a lot of wide receivers taken earlier than we normally would in the next couple of drafts, just be, based on the fact that like the value of them is kind of declining a little bit. But I think we have some guys that are going to be day one starters and have excellent careers that are going to be taken. Um, the other I was going to pick thinnest. I was going to go running backs as well, just because I feel like it's super top heavy. And I also just think the value again to look at the value of a running back in terms of like what they mean to an offense and what you're willing to like spend on them in a way in terms of draft picks. Like it's just not the, the value that you're getting. You can get it somewhere else. And if you're not in that range to get the top two in this class. Cool. We have got a, just the tip that is very, very lengthy. So we're going (laughs) to, we're going to, it's anonymous, but here we go. Um, you guys are so inappropriate. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Your mother watches this program. <laughs> I'm just like walking into these inappropriate jokes with actually not even trying. Okay, let's let's focus here. Um, this, I'm assuming this is a man, but who knows? I love my wife and we have amazing trust, care, and affection for each other. However, I'm 29 and she's 26. I'm learning that she might never want to have kids. I always have seen myself being a dad and always wanted a kid of my own. I don't know how to feel because we have no issues outside of this topic and I don't know what to do. Were these options part of the question that he sent in or were these options? Yes. Okay. These are the options. He says option a accept it and might never have a kid of my own and be happy with my wife. B leave her and hope I can find a new partner who wants kids or stay with her but get someone else pregnant like Usher in 2004. (laughs) I love that there is humor built into this, like obviously very serious Serious that this dude is in. Uh, Um, It would be great if option C were a real option to just be like, you know what? My side chick is not. uh, You have to write a whole album apologizing if you do that. Does that mean we get well, another album confessions really album, though? though? Wait, actually, I'll sign me up. for that. Yeah. Selfishly, <laughs> how good of a writer are you? All right. Slash mm-hmm. dancer, slash singer, slash icon. So, <laughs> as someone who doesn't have kids who wants kids, um, and as the female here, um, if, you, if your significant other does not want children, you should not have children with somebody that doesn't want kids because it is incredibly difficult challenging and it's a lifetime deal. And, um, I'm not saying to leave your wife, but I'm saying maybe what you need to come to terms with is that you will not have children or if you, or leave her, do not force her into, and try and force the situation in terms of her having a kid. If she's made that decision, um, she is still pretty young. So maybe 
like in a couple of years, she'll come around to it. But I would just say, be very upfront and share with her how you feel about the situation and tell her that you will support her, but it is going to make you unhappy. And if it's something that you feel is going to make you too unhappy, then you should definitely go elsewhere. And don't be afraid that you're not going to find someone else because you could. I would say um, as someone who has two children, uh, neither planned. Uh, I, I just wanted to riff off of what Paige said. I think that number one, the most important decision or the most important conversation you should have with someone before you get married is this one. Do you want children? And you have to be honest about it. Like both sides have to be honest. So as a man, you have to say, I want children someday. And as a woman, if you don't, you have to say, Hey, I don't. And vice versa. Like this conversation is more important than religion, finances, politics, anything else. This is the most important question in a relationship. Um, secondarily to that, she's the person who has to carry birth and physically nurture this child after it's born. If she doesn't want to have one, don't try to change her mind. Like that's the worst thing you could do is to pressure her to have a child. Don't try to like have, don't do the, like, let's have a baby to save our relationship thing. As you said, your relationship's good. Other than this one topic, I would say like, you either need to come to terms with the fact that she doesn't want to have children and, and you need to like deal with that. Like, if that is the case, you need to process it and make your decision based off that. Don't try to change her mind. Yes, she's 26. A lot could change, but you can't be a part of that because the last thing you want is to have a child and her resent you and the child because yep. you changed her mind or forced her into it. So it can't be a situation like that. Like you just got to let it breathe for a little bit. You are, you are both very young. And as a guy, our biological clock really never stops ticking. So you got some time to figure this out. 29 is young. I was 30 when my son was born. It was a great age to have a child. So just, I would just chill for a little bit. All right, Milo. Uh, as a two-time father myself, Both kids are wonderful. Right. Uh, neither, neither one of them are playing. <laughs> <laughs> both accidents but i knew what i was doing i won't get into the details but you get um anyway <laughs> uh kids are both surprises not love, accidents yes yeah i love both of mine very very much uh, but i do think that you can be happy without children i wanted kids and that was a conversation that we had we both wanted kids we did it fairly early and right like right back to back even but with children i think you can be happy without them and there's a lot of like societal pressure from like oh you're married you have to have kids and hopefully that doesn't play a factor into it kids are great but as the other two said i think you guys did it perfect Uh, i would go option a i I don't kids i don't think kids are like the end-all be-all maybe i say that because i was a teacher for too long but i I do think that happiness in your relationship is really important and i will add this in um i don't think i'm sharing secrets here i've been a dad more than in my life than I haven't been. I was 17 when my daughter was born, barely 17. And so, you know, now that I, now that my daughter's an adult and my son is seven, like I do look forward to like my life after, you know, after being a dad, where like I have more freedom to go do things because I, I didn't really like get a lot of that. You get that feeling. Yeah. Right. It's like, I mean, so you start to look forward to that. And obviously I, you know, restarted that cycle uh, unintentionally. And I'm very happy that I did because I love my son. But like to Melo's point, like having children is amazing. Being a dad is the hardest and best thing you will ever do. But as a divorced parent who has, I have my son, supposed to have my son half the time, um, that half the time that you don't have them, like you can have a good life. Like it's not, you don't sit around and like 
cry yearning for them you know it's like oh god what am i gonna do without emmett here it's like i'm gonna actually go do whatever i want right now because i'm not taking care of anyone so that like i i could not imagine my life without my children but when Haley's at school and emmett's with his mom i do whatever the hell i want and it's amazing but if it is important to you then you need to maybe be a big brother you know like big brothers big sisters yeah i mean cool uncle look as someone who like that is absolutely deal breaker and will absolutely like say i fall in love and he's like no i don't want kids like well see you buddy um that's absolutely a deal breaker and there's gonna be nothing um that's gonna change that um and also i think we do need to be mindful of the people that like do really want kids and can't have them um Like you, there's so many things. And if that's a deal breaker, like I would honestly recommend going to talk to someone and seeing if it deep down is a deal breaker, because I think even just you thinking about it and maybe not even talking to your wife fully about it um, and being like, Hey, this might actually be a deal breaker for me. And I just want to like workshop that um, because you're afraid of her reaction. I think it's super important to just get down to the nitty gritty of it. If, if you can live without it, but like we all have said, it's not something you want to get into with somebody who doesn't want to do it with you. That is the worst option. So please don't do that because it is, it is like they've, like you guys said, it's a hard, it's very, very hard. Being a parent is not easy. And especially being a mom is, is if not more so more difficult when you have a child in terms of the process of it, you don't have to carry it and birth it. Oh, no, I thought you were saying being a mom is harder than being a dad. No, no, I meant like the actual labor of like having a child. Physically can't compete. Physically, can't compete. it is a lot. Yeah. I was trying to word it properly because I didn't want you to think that I was saying that that, that way and it came out that way. Like, okay. Anyway, wow. that is a very deep <laughs> subject. But um, so we are all For just a tip question. That was real deep. That was. Mm-hmm. Um, really got in there. So we are all vaccinated and starting to plan where you guys want us to show up this fall. Um, do you guys have like specific teams or like games that are like deal breakers for you already or yep. What's a deal yep. breaker? What do we got? I'm not going to Norman, Oklahoma. I don't care. I'm that was not a joke. <laughs> Same. I know, Same. but I'm just saying. I'm not going to Lawrence, listeners. Kansas. No, I wouldn't in that either. Someone was <laughs> saying, there was, there, someone was saying, there, well, cause someone was saying there was on Twitter since you don't read the, the mentions of our <laughs> podcast. Um, someone was saying that, um, we were more likely to go to Lawrence, Kansas than we were Norman, Oklahoma. Very true. On a tailgate tour. I disagree. I would, that's a hard no for me. Two thirds vote. Oh, I'm not going I mean, to either I, one, but well, Beyonce I, would be like, in. Was... Oh, wait, you do read them because you called me Beyonce. <laughs> ah, ah, right. I mean, if Boulevard's like, guys, Which... we need you to pop up at KU this weekend for a tailgate, we're going to fucking be there. So, yeah, that's not fair that to use the word Boulevard as, a, us to go. as a reason. Of course, I would do anything. For I'd Boulevard. rather go to a basketball game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to associate with cheaters. You know what I mean? Ah, so we're going to take Arizona off the list too? So Mello's off this podcast. Um, Uh, (laughs) I've only cheated once. Right. Uh, Anyway, what are actual places you guys want to go? I'll start. Actually, forget it. I'm not asking you guys anymore. Um, I would like to go to LSU. Even if they're good or bad, I've heard that is the best place to watch a college football game. Um, Have you guys been? Yep. Yep. Okay. Are you willing to go again? Yep. Yep. Okay, <laughs> settled. So there's one. It is. It is fantastic. What? And they do. They know how to do it down there. The food is amazing. And like one gripe that Matt and I have had before about going to certain places is that 
they're not very welcoming to other people. It's just like, here's your tailgate. There's mine. Mm -hmm. We're going to do our own thing at LSU. It was like, okay, we're going to walk over to your tailgate and we're going to see what's up. And then you're going to come over here. Like we were playing beer pong at somebody else's tailgate. We were eating at other people's. It was a whole community of tailgaters at LSU and, you know, not to throw shade at Alabama. It was very like not segregated. That's a bad word to use, but. (laughs) Uh, like silos it's like here's a tailgate there's a tailgate and we're not going to interact with each other at all don't even look over here in lsu it was such a good group of people i have bad news lsu's schedule is the opposite of mellow and i's child custody schedule (laughs) they are on the road every weekend that we are free that's what i've been doing 2022 so maybe so maybe maybe beyonce is gonna go to one by the way for all of you who don't know this reference matt literally called me beyonce meaning that i was like the diva of the group which here's the thing we're gonna have to mom and papa miller are gonna have to come through because november 27th lsu hosts texas a&m texas a&m has like seven first round prospects next year not an exaggeration so they're still gonna that's the one game i want to go to Okay. What? So we'll put that one on the radar. Yes. Um, yeah. Are there any places one. that you guys haven't been that you would like to go? Notre Dame. Matt said Same. that one earlier for us. I do want to go to Notre Dame. I want to see yep. Touchdown Jesus. That's about the only one. Uh, I would like to get to Southern California, see USC or the powerhouse UCLA, and then up to the Pacific Northwest. I'd like to catch a game at Washington. I would like to go to Washington as well. Um, I'm going to see a game at Arizona regardless. So that's fine. You guys are welcome if you want to come. Um, it's family weekend. It, um, first of all, you've never partied in Arizona, so you don't even get to say that. I, um, I have. Yeah, I have. You've partied have. in Arizona, in Tucson, for an Arizona football game. I went there for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Not for that's, not, <laughs> No. That's not the right – that's the- not even the right part of Arizona. So, no. Anyway, um, I will also be making a trip to Tuscaloosa, whether with or without you guys, because I want to go um, just for fun. But I hope you have better luck than we did. I think you will. I didn't like Tuscaloosa. USC at Notre Dame, October 23rd. It's going to be cold. You get to see all those USC receivers and the quarterback against Kyle Hamilton. And Melo and I are going to be celebrating birthdays around then. That's right. Birthday week. What did yours is like the 20th? 21st. I knew that. Look at me. Stupid said the 20th. Uh, yeah, that's birthday week. Yours is 20th. That would be a good time. Yep. See, I remember yours. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I would be down. All right. Notre Dame in okay. the fall. We should also send like where we should tweet out where people want us to go because I think that would be cool to get suggestions of where people are at and we can see. I think so too um what games if it works with the the child schedule we will figure it out um yeah every other weekend so you can mark your calendar this if you look at september 11th (laughs) yeah september 11th is kid free every two weekends after that's week two so week two four so 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 on and so forth those are kid even numbers two for the evens all right that makes it easy Mm -hmm. all right our last question um is from a good friend, and I'm glad that Melo put it on here. Um, Chris Marler, who works for Saturday Down South, um, is a friend of mine. And his question is, what's your favorite smell? And I have to explain this because Chris and I used to do a podcast with Kristen Sabin Sedis, who is the daughter of Nick Sabin. And we, 
what who's he yeah he's just some college football coach small school um but he uh a lot of times people would send Kristen like really funny messages like asking her different questions about her dad and she would like let us in (laughs) on those and so we jokingly like had this thing where it's like like Alabama fans would be like Nick yeah I was about to I was about to I was about to (laughs) he'd be like Nick what's your favorite smell um mine's the smell of winning at Bryant Denny Stadium. Um, but that was the ongoing joke. But which, by the way, fun fact Nick Saban's favorite smell is coconut cream pie. So he loves coconut. Is that a Miss cream Terry pie. thing? Oh, I love Miss Terry. I don't know what Miss Terry's favorite smell is, but we'll ask. Is it a Miss Terry? You know, thing? I don't know what she looks like. What? I, I, she could walk in this office right now and I would be like, excuse me, ma'am. Are you she lost? looks exactly how you think she does. She's a queen. I, I assume. I didn't say she wasn't. Yeah. I loved the story that he told about like going back to his class reunion. And and that was hilarious. Yeah. Mickey Schaefer or whatever his name is. I hope that's not his real name. I hope Nick was like, I'm going to change change the name. name? I don't know. I I don't want to ruin some guy's gas station. (laughs) They're like, we're not going to get gas there because that's the guy that almost took (laughs) Miss Terry from Nick Saban. Um, (laughs) But so that was like the ongoing joke is that like people always want to know so much about him. They'll message Kristen like, oh, is your dad doing this or like all this stuff? So we uh, the joke is always like, what's your favorite smell? So do you guys have a favorite smell? I do. I do. I have one. And it's the smell of sawdust. I, I absolutely you. love. Did you really, both? Really, were you going to say the same thing? Yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> what? You know what? Since we were kids, our dad did so many like woodworking projects. So that smell of like a summer day and sawdust. It is like, like cigarettes. Wow, this is like <laughs> yeah, a country. Right, right? This is like a country music song. Uh huh. I do. I love the smell of sawdust now. And you can even like if, if you're a guy, you can buy products that kind of that smell like well, that. So I like, think they're even labeled. I, sawdust <laughs> so sandalwood is very close like i that's what i have a cologne, right a cologne that's sandalwood so it's kind of like citrusy and like mm-hmm. it's good it's good wow i did not so, expect actually the manscaped the cologne stuff. is sandalwood so cool. mm. it, i do for 20 percent off yeah yep. that, that cologne is a one it actually does sure. smell good they sent it to me mm-hmm. it smells then good. you sprayed it on the pillow and you sleep with that pillow and she holds that pillow <laughs> okay <laughs> everyone knows it <laughs> Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Mine's um, sawdust though. I didn't expect to have the same answer. That's actually that's really definitely. cute. You guys have the same smell. And it's I also memory. like, um, what is the other thing I like? Damn it. Yeah. Good story. Fresh Matt. I don't know. Grass. <laughs> Great story. Um, I don't think I have a favorite. I'm going to think of it and tweet it later. I don't know that I have a favorite smell. I just bought a really nice candle in Arizona. It's called Arcadia Orange from La Grande Orange. If you know what that is, you guys don't, but some people will. Um, I don't think I have one. Like maybe eucalyptus. Cookies. That's what it is. I like eucalyptus. <laughs> is that a flower? Uh yeah. I hate the smell of flowers. All of them. I've never really? seen this is different. It's like, more like almost like good. if you've ever had a massage, they've probably used eucalyptus, you know, so it's almost like minty smelling a little bit. It's good. It's good. Eucalyptus. I like the smell of Vicks vapor rub. <laughs> I do too, actually. Lather it all up. Oh my god. I like love like this time, like my allergies are kind of bad this time of year. Oh yeah. Right here when I go to bed. On the chest. Nothing the like it. Yeah, some people like put it on or in their nose. No. That feels like I even have the patches. Strong. They go right here. They're nice. That's like really so anyway. Before I go on like a, a nice hot date, I'll rub a little Vicks on myself. 
behind the You're ear. like, actually, oh, it's yeah. not Vicks. It's eucalyptus, <laughs> but sorry, yeah. it's a little strong. <laughs> no, it's a really strong like smell, but smell. 60% of the time it works every time. All right. As the only person on this podcast in a relationship, maybe you guys should listen to me a little bit more. Shut uh, I'm going to Vicks vapor rub. Uh, yeah, I would too. I would too. I'm going for more of a repel than from the relationship <laughs> right. vibe. Right. You just you want show to, up to a date the guy smells like what it is. vapor rub. You know what you're getting into. All right. You know you're sleeping in separate beds. Like he's got a t-shirt on that says here for a good time, not for a long time. Right. <laughs> you can keep that overnight bag in the car, sweetie. You're not gonna need it. <laughs> right, right. Just bring in your toothbrush, please. Come on. <laughs> This anyway. has gone off the rails, which is per usual, but that is our show. Um, we will be back with you guys next week. TBD, if Matt is going to be with us or not, who knows what he's going to be doing. He'll tell us after this. Um, don't make any promises. Um, but follow us on all of our social accounts, Two Guys, A Girl Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. Watch it. Tell us what you think, what you want to hear more of, less of, probably the, the stories about leaving bags and cars and taking toothbrushes in. But I think that that's is what people it. are here for. All right, all right. 